Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, welcome back. This week on the podcast, I have Julie Bevere and we just had so much fun in this conversation. And so I am praying that you would enjoy our conversation and that you would learn something new about putting our identity in Christ, specifically about being his adopted daughters and or sons, if you're out there. So let's get after it. Well, welcome to the podcast, Julie. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah. Why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about you and what life is like for you right now? Oh, man. What life is like. I wish I had a <laughs> packaged um, answer for you for my own sake, more than for you or your listeners. Yeah. We are moving Oh boy. We're moving from Colorado Springs to Nashville. And so across the country and yeah. it's and my husband and our four children. So oh Lord. it's a pretty big, pretty big thing. And we have started today. I'm going to be homeschooling all four of them. Oh my. They are um, five to 12. So it's a, a lot of transition we are in the midst of and yeah it's it's an exciting time an adventurous time um some days and other mm-hmm. days it feels like what have we done right <laughs> yet there's something on the other side of this that we are really anticipating and expectant for so mm-hmm. it makes it all worth it but it is it's unlike anything I've ever done I've yeah. never been a part of a move like this my entire life um so it's, it's different. It's just mm-hmm. different. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of, I'm like, okay, four kids plus two adults. That's a lot of stuff that you're having to put in boxes. <laughs> Maybe normally I am a, a, a purger. So that's good. I feel like that's good. ever since March of 2020, when everything happened with the, the shutdown, I just started purging. And that's good. At that yeah. time, I didn't know we'd be moving, but I have I've minimized a lot. So mm, bless. So now you're like, yeah. okay, I'm glad that I did that then, right? And even now, it's like you can go through and be like, nope, don't need that. You know, you have exactly. to touch everything you own. <laughs> The joy is the joy here or the joy not here. <laughs> yes, Marie Kondo, everything. Does this bring me joy? And then yeah, moving from Colorado to Tennessee, it's like, man, what a big move. It is crazy. It's exciting. Well, exciting. That's a lot time. of transition. And you're also coming out with a book with along with all your brothers and sisters, right? So tell us about that. Yes. So we started this. Um I you know it's it's always good to think back on the beginning, kind of the genesis Mm -hmm. of something. We started probably three or four years ago, um, just this movement, what we had hoped to be a movement called Mm -hmm. Sons and Daughters. And it was myself, my two brother-in-laws and my husband, Addison. So he's the oldest Mm -hmm. of the four boys. And we, we started, it was kind of like video blogs. We would do kind of a short message and the whole concept of it really was similar to what you're doing, Emma, with Mm -hmm. it shoulder to shoulder 
Like we have been so blessed to have been given resources far beyond what we could kind of conjure Mm -hmm. up ourselves. And we wanted to share it. We wanted to share the different things that we felt like God has been so good to gift us with. And so we started this video blog. From there, we did an event. It was called Rise. And um, so, so good. Just everything we had hoped it would be. And we went into it blind, just not knowing Mm -hmm. how to plan an event. And just Holy Spirit really led that. And then from there, we wanted to launch. We just wanted it to be real. We mm-hmm. wanted it to reach beyond the screen to real um, person-to-person connections. So we launched these groups, mm-hmm. which we called our S&D ambassadors. And now we have over 271 ambassadors, and they essentially are group leaders. Wow. And they're in over, um, I'm looking at my stats here, <laughs> there's 58 different countries. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's been um, it's been incredible the way you know we just kind of put ourselves out there to give what was in our hands, and God really has multiplied it. So Mm. they go through different studies. We will um, launch a study through the Messenger X app, and they can go through it together. So we really try to provide them with everything they need to really be growing side by side with Mm. other like-minded sons and daughters of Craig. That is so cool. That's such a great resource to have. Like if you're trying to start some sort of small group or um, accountability kind of thing, like to have that kind of resource is really awesome. Yeah. It can be so intimidating Mm -hmm. to gather people and then feel like you also have to sermon prep. So we're trying as best as we can to just make it convenient and easy for people because the, you know, the work really comes in on the relational side. You have people there, you're growing alongside them, but then life comes Mm -hmm. and it's that commitment to doing life with people. So Mm -hmm. along with those resources, we we are, we're launching our book, which is called I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just all for us, the way we view it is really laying this foundation of who are we as sons and daughters mm-hmm. and how can we have this understanding so so that we can be growing with one another. You know, yeah. it, it says the earth is groaning for the sons and daughters to rise to their full stature. It's not talking about a single individual, mm. it's us collectively. So that's that's the heartbeat behind what we're trying to do here. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, you, you have to have those people like that are on it with you because without like accountability, without community, it is really hard. And I feel like in the last, you know, year and a half, however, it feels like, like 45 years that we've been in just (laughs) this, this state of just kind of what feels like a lot of isolation you know, mm-hmm. it's hard um, to kind of get back to that uh, state of being able to be in community. Like there is something so different, like you said, of just like that personal person to person relationship of being able to talk through things. And, you know, technology makes it great for things like this, like talking through Zoom or talking through FaceTime or whatever it is. But there is something so special as well as having your people that you can be meeting with, you know constantly so what is that what does that look like maybe for you or for what you've seen from sons and daughters like in the last year of trying to fight for 
like being together and being in community. Yeah, it's it's been tough. And as I'm sure you you know as well as I do, it, it varies mm-hmm. from place to place, um, country to country, even city to city. True. Like we're in Colorado Springs and Denver is just an hour north of us. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different story, a little less now, but certainly during the more intensified moments of the lockdown, it was, mm-hmm. it was a different world and yet we're yeah. so close. So we've just been encouraging people. We en- encourage them a lot as far as using technology, using Zoom, but also getting together with one or two, you know, it doesn't have to be this massive thing. Um, and I know that's a little more nerve wracking if you just have one person showing up mm. to your apartment, but it matters. And I think mm. recognizing that there is no substitute for mm-hmm. the person to person connection and face to face is certainly ideal because, you know, you can set aside distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing it with whoever whoever you can for us personally, it did look a lot like our more intimate group. And, you know, I have kind of a small group built in almost a basketball team, but not quite <laughs> with, <laughs> with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I do, I honestly believe even my decision to homeschool, part of it was just all the transitioning, mm-hmm. but another part of it was just, there's something that clicked for a lot of people during the the COVID lockdown pandemic season, which isn't even quite over mm-hmm. yet. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. That it was like this, this awareness of what matters. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw it early on, especially in the people would organize all their stuff and get rid of a bunch of stuff. I mean, I went to Goodwill once and the line was like yeah. three hours long. Yeah. I had a guy tell me I, they, they were closed. He was like, it's full. Sorry. Find another yeah, one. I, what? <laughs> I, I can't crazy. donate? You're telling me not to make a donation. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Right. <laughs> that almost felt like a physical representation of what happened for a lot of people mm. in a soul, spiritual way, where it was like, I used, I used to be okay with cluttered, and I'm just not anymore. Mm. Like that pause allowed a reevaluating of things mm-hmm. but you don't have to have a lot of people you know I mean and if you're doing something on social media and you have this huge reach like more power to you but keep the person to person a priority as well mm-hmm. it's not a substitute mm-hmm. but, right because yeah. social media can feel like you know very impersonal you know because mm-hmm. it's like so many people that you're not interacting with necessarily on a daily basis so having those people like that you are close to that you can count on that are within your reach like your community is important I agree and who really know you um Mm. sometimes I feel like social media is is like what candy like fake sugar is to fruit where it's like it it's close enough that you almost feel like I don't really crave any fruit because I just had a lollipop, but the nutrition that comes from it is very different. Mm. So you think like, yeah, I've had interactions with people. I've, I've done the whole community thing, but it's, it's only to a certain 
level, at least the way I have seen it used. And, and I am hopeful that there's other levels because of how widely it's being used, that mm-hmm. there's a depth I'm just unaware of. Because um, my vantage is that it's, it makes people, it, it kind of takes away the desire for community without nourishing the need for community, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And that's a really cool analogy. Like, you know, it's kind of almost putting also maybe like a bandaid over what is like really underneath kind of thing. Like, uh, I'm going to let this kind of be, all right, I'm just going to keep, you know, eating the candy, whatever, and not actually deal with the fact that I have real things that I need to deal with, with other people, you know, yeah. I don't, not eating band-aids and candy, but you know, <laughs> that's a little, <laughs> but more just, you not yeah. recommend my analogy is not as good as yours. It's fine. <laughs> but another thing I wanted to ask you about was like, the main kind of theme or one of the kind of themes that's in your book about just like how to recognize God's calling in our lives. And, you know, I feel like 20 somethings now there's some things that maybe we believe about what that looks like that maybe might not be true. So can you think of maybe like some myths that we tend to believe about what God calls us to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a verse in Proverbs, and I cannot think of the exact reference, so I'm going to just botch it. But it is along the lines of, it's to the glory of God, what he hides from man, and the glory of man to search it out. Mm. And I think of that in the context of calling, um, because, and again, like, I'm so against any kind of formulas for stuff like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like it creates this deep level of disappointment that is so unhealthy and really never belongs within the context of our relationship with God when we we try to apply formulas to it Mm. um so anything I say is kind of like sometimes but maybe maybe not um right because it all depends on where the spirit's leading you I guess it really does and on the person and the season but for me I believe calling to be something that evolves you know, it says that we go from glory to glory. And I believe that as we are faithful with what's in front of us, with what's in our hands, we see what's next. Mm. Like to be honest and to be humble enough to recognize we do not have the capacity to have the entire plan of our life from the beginning of the line to the end of the line laid out. We simply don't. We couldn't handle it. We would mess it up. Mm-hmm. And God knows that about us. And so it's gracious for him to give us as much as we can handle at that time. Mm-hmm. So allowing it to be cultivated, calling being something that is not a bam, this is what you're going to be now chase after it, but rather this cultivation of who we are, mm-hmm. you know, who we are is so much of what we do and the way we do what we do. And I believe God cares more about who we are than what we are. But what the world cares about is what we are. And so Mm -hmm. we allow that to penetrate deeper into our heart and our minds in the priorities of calling. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the myths around calling are that, bam, you're just going to get it and then you go after it. And seasonally, yes, sometimes it does look like that, but that is not the 
pinnacle of your existence mm. to be a doer. Um, <laughs> something really cheesy just popped in my mind. Like we are human beings, <laughs> not human doers. Um, no, I love that. Yeah. But that being where it's like, I think we just have to not allow what the world says about how we measure success, mm-hmm. how we measure um, accomplishments or arrival. There's this concept of arrival that is just such a myth. Yeah. Like we, there's no point of arrival on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that the journey is the thing. Mm-hmm. The journey is so is the destination. Precious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a whole line of t-shirts after this. Yes, don't, that's right. Our coffee mug merch. <laughs> <laughs> Julie and Emma's uh super cheesy <laughs> coffee mug and t-shirt shop. <laughs> yes. But it's so um, true. Yeah. And I feel like it's, we're always reaching for that next thing. Like you and I were talking about before we started of 20 something season is a lot of like, okay, when am I going to graduate college? Okay. What's my job going to be? Okay. Next thing is find a husband. Okay. Next mm-hmm. thing is have a kid, like always trying to arrive at the next thing. Right. And it's like, we're never going to be satisfied that way. Right. And it's a lot of times it's out of order, you know? So true. And I can tell you personally, I met Addison when I was 17. Mm. We got married when I was 19 and we had our first child when I was 20. Whoa. And I found myself, Emma, in my mid twenties with two children Mm. and a wife really so discontent Mm. and then the amount of shame that came on me because I felt like I had checked a lot of the boxes Mm. why would this not be enough for me to feel like I had arrived I was I you know all my friends in their mid-20s they're like you're so lucky you Mm. have a house and you have a husband and you have kids like all of these question marks in your life have been figured out but I didn't feel that way because it was still this matter of like, well, what's next? How many kids are we going to have? And then how quickly will these kids grow? And then when they're going here, life can quickly pass us by Mm -hmm. if we stay in that mentality. And I'm sad to say it did for me. There was a a good portion of my early twenties where I, I had to work through bitterness and feeling jaded because to me, it was like that part of my life was being stolen. Mm. This was when I was supposed to be discovering myself. And I was, I had a beautiful life. Like Mm. I have the most patient and loving husband. He was basically raising these children and raising me. (laughs) And thankfully he's a, he's an old soul. And yet I still was not, I wasn't okay. I didn't feel like my, my hands were full. And I share that with you to say, if you put the emphasis on those things, on those arrival points, mm-hmm. you're going to steal from what they actually are because they are beautiful. They mm-hmm. are blessings and gifts and such a picture of the love of God. But if you try to make them, if you place these expectations on them to be your arrival points, they'll fall short and mm-hmm. it starts to steal from, from the goodness they are. And mm-hmm. I, I experienced that. 
Yeah, I can see that for sure. It's like, you know, God calls us to, you know, look to him and those are all very worldly things and aren't promised Mm -hmm. to us either. So it's like, if we have our checklist of things we'd like to accomplish in this life, it's like, okay, but he isn't promising to check any of those off and it probably will look very different than, than what we think. And so kind of, you know, you talked a little bit about it, but thinking about kind of just your twenties and, and what that looked like and kind of feeling like you got started early and wait, hold on. Like there's all these things that I was supposed to do in this time. What do you feel like God taught you most? Um, maybe just about who he is and who you are. He definitely taught me a lot about who I am Mm -hmm. and that as I wanted to just play these parts well, Mm -hmm. I, and I, on top of that, I got saved Mm -hmm. right before Addison and I started dating. It was kind of all combined in one, which now over a decade into it, I feel like God really trusted me with a lot as just a silly little girl Mm. but at the time it was just a lot so I was trying to figure out who God was and who God was even separate from who Addison is because that's a whole other thing if you try to mix up right your husband with God it's like recipe for major disaster so Mm. this identity piece and really that is what the I am book covers we go through these seven parts of identity and how we how we came up with the seven, um, it originally was a covenant that went along with our rise event that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And the covenant, the purpose of the covenant was that we would be in this together, that we would make a commitment to truly diving into who it is biblically that God calls us when he says, you are my son, you are my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we went through and we found these seven things that we call the I am statement. And there's so much about identity. And so we, it got turned into a book where it's able to go into deeper each of these. For example, we have, I am, I am holy, I am secure, I am creative. And just the empowerment that comes with these being foundational, mm-hmm. unshakable truths about who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, these are promises from God. Mm-hmm. These are things that he just these free gifts that he wants to give us and because they they're not um quite as tangible like Mm -hmm. a new house or a brand new car or a smoking hot husband um we we kind of take them for granted because it's almost Mm -hmm. like we can't show them off right but that these are so foundational and so if we can dive into these and really get within ourselves, within the fabric, the fiber of our being, that this is who I am first and foremost. Mm -hmm. It prepares us to step out into the world and do whatever we're going to do and be whatever we're going to be. But we still have that core Mm -hmm. of, I am a daughter of God. Before I'm a wife, before I'm a mom, before I'm a friend, I am a daughter of God. And I'm not looking to be filled up by any of those other things. Mm, We often skip that. You're right. It's Mm -hmm. like we skip to the, okay, I am this, I am this, I am this of 
from what the world sees, like our, our resume, our Instagram feed, our whatever it is that everybody else sees. But it's so important to understand those like core truths. So I really like that. As you were talking, I was like, wait a minute. So you guys have like, what, six of you or something? So how did you guys, I'm thinking logistical here. How did you guys write it all together? <laughs> so we, um, through kind of the years of doing the video blog, and then we went, moved to Instagram posts. And when we did the Rise of It, Rise event, and came up with the 7 a.m. statements, we broke them out even into like longer form. And so we had an incredible ghostwriter who took all of that because the book is called I am and it's by mm-hmm. sons and daughters. Okay. So we don't have, um, not one of our name, not even our last names of year is on the book. Okay. It's just this collaboration. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it even being like, we just took this from the Bible mm. and it just feels so free. And I love, I love the idea behind this project of it being mm-hmm. like, this isn't about one person. It's about all of us together. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're projecting too. Like that's your whole theme of it. It's, you know, you're projecting that you need to be in community and doing this together. And that's what you're putting out there as well, which is really awesome. I love it. And I'm excited to, to check it out and hope my listeners do as well. So I'm going to jump into a couple of fun questions. Okay, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. I guess they're fun, but the first one's like, tell us what you're, and you can answer any of these or all like reading, listening to watching any of those. Okay. Um, well, my husband's been making me watch the Loki. Show oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard my, it's really good. It's, it is interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I have such a issue with the Marvel and superhero movies. I just feel like they fall short. Well, I, I can enjoy them as long as they're not too loud. Like the Transformers movies, I hate. <laughs> like the noise of the fight scene where it's like, vroom, vroom. I'm like, I don't even Can't. know which one's good, which one's bad. I hope they both die so this movie's over. <laughs> I, have, I have a little more capacity for the Marvel ones just because they uh, they have real people <laughs> in them. And you can tell them apart, kind of. There's too many Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I, I am enjoying this one. Um, I just hope they follow through with the story because I yeah. am a lover of good story. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't want you to fall short. Don't mess up the story. Um, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> besides that, I, I read before bed to fall asleep. I always read some fiction and right now I'm reading <laughs> and I have been reading for a while and will be reading for a while. So I don't want to give the impression that I'm anything. I'm not as brothers Karmasov, okay. um, like a Russian literature it's very long. Um, nice. I, I'm sure I won't pronounce it right. By Dostoevsky. So it's Super like cool. you're trying to make yourself fall asleep. So it's boring stuff. <laughs> you know, the story is really good. <laughs> and it's just such a classic. But it's like 600 pages long. Holy And, and Addison Oof. is such an avid and fast reader. Like we both read consistently, but he's so fast. So he does have some like, you know, judgment when he looks and he's right. like, oh, 
You're That's still it? only that that far. <laughs> three you months later, still reading the same book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For three years. I'm, I'm going to read this on Kindle next time, so you can't judge me. Oh, um, true. Can't see how many pages you have left. <laughs> true. I'll be like, oh, I'm on to the next one. He's all, it's it's not a yeah. sequel. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> there should be no judgment in this marriage. All right. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then who else? I just discovered his name is Josh Garrels. Hey, He's, yeah. Um, kind of folksy. Yeah. Christian. I, you have to know about me. I'm an Enneagram four. So mm-hmm. I'm like very soulful. I want to, I want to feel things if I'm being entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just discovered that from a friend of mine and mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I thought that was like all homeschool books. <laughs> like simplicity parenting and wild and free like I yes. am I am dialing down and just on the yeah. homeschool life yeah that's trying that's not lot. to botch this yeah it'll be great though I love it <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly what's refreshing you these days so anything that's just like bringing you life mm, that's a great question I really enjoy Gua Shang. Do you know what that is? No. So it's this um it's this tool for your mm-hmm. face. Oh. And it's made out of I think jade. Okay. So it seems like a really thin cut piece of rock and it has this unique shape and you put oil like you you wash your face and you put oil on and you there's a whole I mean if you Pinterest it there's like so many how to gua shang. How do you spell I, this? G U A, uh, I think space S H O N G. Okay. And it's just a facial massage. Oh. And it feels so good. So it like relieves the toxins out of your lymph nodes. What? It feels really great. Wow. I don't, you have to go easy. Your face bruises pretty easily. Oh. But it just. It, <laughs> really. I, can't go in public or people think you're getting beat exactly so watch the how-tos I highly recommend that yeah um so facial massages and then just walks I've been really consistent with walks recently and Mm. I've always loved it but now I'm getting to the point where I like need it Mm. like I need Colorado I bet it's so nice to walk there in the summer oh yeah you are in It's like, you know, the other day we couldn't even go outside because it was, feels like 106, so. <laughs> Surface of the sun. Yeah, I grew so up like, in let's Texas. Let's walk in place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you understand. You understand. <laughs> I do. And all my family from Texas comes to Colorado. So you're I right. Bet. I bet. It's for a gift sure. for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah well thank you so much for coming on the show today it was such a joy to have you and to hear about what you're up to and I'm excited for y'all's um just project of I am and and what that is so thank you for encouraging us yeah absolutely and people can get the I am book basically anywhere that books are sold um September 21st is awesome. the launch date and then at sons and daughters TV. And that's also where you can find any and all the information about being a part or leading a group if, yeah. if that piqued your, your interest. 
Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you, Julie. You guys, I am so thankful for Julie joining us to just remind us that our identity is found in Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. So I pray that we walk through this week with a newfound understanding of who we are in light of who He is. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit would use Julie's words to just activate His people for His glory. So I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you for listening in and stay fresh, my people.